Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Estoy bien. Estoy in Mexico. Um, cool. Es That's bueno. Uh, es bueno, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's muy bueno. It's muy bueno. When I hear. Hace yeah. mucho caliente aquí. My Spanish is terrible, as is my accent. Mm -hmm. But I try. Mm -hmm. I try. I miss you, my friend. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Now it's like, uh, who knows what. All right. You know? Before we didn't see each other, but we were just a a mere borough away. Mm. Now, now it's a whole continent, mm -hmm. and no video because of fun Wi-Fi. Because of fun Wi-Fi, yeah. and we're not live. We're not live, so anything could happen. This is like a real podcast. This it's true. This could be edited. This could be <laughs> our sleekest, most it on could. the rails pod ever ever done. We shall see. Well, let me start by ruining that by saying. Welcome to Set Phasers, the highly logical Star Trek podcast. Today's star date is star date 2163.26.8. And we will be discussing season one, episode six of Star Trek Picard, entitled The Impossible Box. The Impossible Box. The Impossible Box. Nobody ever says Impossible Box, but I think we get that there's a lot of impossible boxes mm. in this uh it's a veritable Rubik's cube, if you will. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Just, yeah, that comes up. Shall we run it down? Let's run it down. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? Talk about the car down. Run it down, down for me. Star Trek Picard. Star Trek Picard. I did the high note there and my dog just looked at me. She woke up and thought, well, what the hell are you doing? That's good. We're mm. on now we're both awake. Mm. It woke me up too. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Okay, so season one, episode five, The Impossible Box. Last episode, we did a lot of Picard business because he and, and we hung out with Seven of Nine and there was uh, people getting dressed up and fake French accents and Bruce Maddox. And then there was at the very end, Dr. Girati, uh, uh backstabbed the whole crew when she carelessly like murdered Bruce Maddox after they had saved him from uh, the weird uh, bounty hunter prison place mm -hmm. thing. So all we now know is that Dr. Gerardi is not all that she seems, even though she seems a little torn up by it. But we begin this episode in one of Soji's dreams. Not that there have been many. In fact, there haven't been any. But this is a dream Soji's having where she's a young girl and she's got her teddy bear that I think she calls scrunchie or scunchie or something. And she's, it's a rainy night. She's walking down a darkened hallway. 
And she opens the door into her father's work uh, room and she sees him working from behind and there's orchids on the table blocking her view and she wants to see what he's working on. When she turns to go look, he calls out to her and she's scared and she wakes up. Ah, he's awake. Yeah, what? What? And she's next to Narek, super hot, moody, broody, Moody, broody, Romulan British spy thing. Moody, broody, Romulan British spy. And he's like, oh, hey, did you have a bad dream? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like, oh, cat and mouse, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, tell me about your dream. She's like, tell me your true name. And he goes, what? And she's like, yeah, I know Romulans have true names. They have a name you tell the outside world. And then you have your true name, which you tell to the one you give your heart. And Narek's like, oh, I got to go. And he puts his pants on. He's like, hey, you should talk to your mom about your dreams. And she goes, oh, maybe I will. And he goes, all right, see you later. Meanwhile, back on La Sirena, uh, Rios' ship, Gerardi is explaining. I put those in heavy quotation marks. Explaining Maddox's death that he, the computer was able to stabilize him, but he just, his heart just couldn't take it. And uh, she's telling that to Picard. But Picard was able to get information out of Maddox before he was murdered by Jurati. And the information that he got was that Asha does, uh, not Asha, Daj does have a sister. And her name is Soji. And where is she? She's on the artifact. So now Picard knows where to go to find Soji, even though Soji doesn't know Picard's looking and she thinks that her sister Daj, who I guess they were both their sisters in programming. I don't know how to describe that. But Daj is dead. She's been dead for a while. Soji doesn't know that the hounds are circling. Picard is on the way. And um, he's going to have to go to this artifact, which obviously he's very upset about, because as we all know, if you know Picard, you know that he was once a Borg. Picard is a board. I couldn't find a sound effect there. Ooh, yeah, that's fine. Thing. I Wait, think I it worked it. better oh. with us singer. You okay. think? Yeah. I don't know. Wait, did you that find was it? actually quite fun. Yeah, I did find it. Here we go. Boom. <laughs> we're having technical difficulties today. That would be great if we you got hit it twice. the button like 16 times <laughs> and we just had to sit through 16 of those. <laughs> it's all happening on the go. I'm pulling it from different files. But You're yeah, making it happen. It's You're happening. making it happen right mm-hmm. before our very eyes. Yes, Picard was Locutus of Deborga. XB. And yes, he's an XB of his own self. And uh, and so he's got some some real issues with going back to this queue. He doesn't want to be around the Borg. And as he explains to Elnor and Jurati, uh, the last time he was on a Borg cube, he was there unwillingly. He was assimilated. And so he does not want to go back. But he's going to have to. Uh, And Picard sort of storms out to collect his thoughts in the holodeck on his ranch. And he asks the computer to look up the artifact and the treaty and Borg. And he finds this. He's going through the research. He sees Hugh. Ah, Hugh's in charge of the some part of the artifact. And also there's a really cool thing where he's like looking through a see-through screen and they show a picture yeah. of Locutus and he's looking at Locutus and Locutus cool. is looking at him and you're like, oh, wow. But like himself like 30 years ago. That's right. 
yeah. they it's they they lined up the heads perfectly. Yes, yeah. superimposition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm gonna say later that night, Rios is you know what you do late at night on a starship. He's just kicking a ball around with his shirt off, looking to say, drinking out of a flask, and you know playing keepy uppy, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, yeah, oh, man, I can't sleep because I'm so tortured. The only time I find joy is when I'm kicking around the ball. And then he said, oh, oh, I didn't see you there. And who should be there but Dr. Jurati? Or in her shirt sleeves or lack thereof, let's call her Agnes. <clears throat> hey, Agnes. And she comes over to Crystal Ball and she's like, hey, what's that? He's like, oh, you couldn't sleep? And she's like, oh, no, I couldn't sleep. And he's like, hey, have a drink. And she's like, okay, I'll have a drink. And she's obviously very tortured because people think because Bruce Maddox died, but it's because she actually killed Bruce Maddox. But anyway, uh, you know, Rios is like, yeah, ha, 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 yeah, in space, how are you feeling? And then he says, hey, listen, if there's anything uh, you want to talk about, we can talk about it. But the subtext there is, if there's anything you want to talk about, we can sex about it. Mm-hmm. Because then they immediately, boom, 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 they start making out. But then Gerardi's like, no, 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 I couldn't possibly. I have a superpower, she says. I can tell when I'm making mistakes. I have a superpower. I can see, I can sense mistakes while I'm making them, she says. And then he goes, oh, okay, cool. And then they decide to make the mistake for real. So they hold hands and go, boom, 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 boom. I've been feeling, you know. Yeah, I don't have that one. Uh, that's fine, because it's we don't have to worry about the licensing. Cause I That's did it true, just yeah. then. Much easier. Meanwhile, back on the artifact, Narek and his wonderful sister, Sarissa, uh, are hanging out in his room. Obviously, she's hanging out there, and he comes back in, and she's, like, messing with his stuff. Which is weird, like, box slash Rubik's Cube style thing. I think it's called a Tansakran. And she's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, hey, I'm making some progress. She's like, what kind of progress? And he's like, she's having dreams. And she's like, who gives a crap about dreams? And he's like, the dreams are important. And she goes, I think you're in love with her. With it! And Narek says, oh, you think that's what it is. But you must understand the dreams mean that she has a subconscious. And that her subconscious is conflicted. That she knows she's not really human. She might be a robot. And when she sleeps, it tries to resolve this conflict. And, and she goes, nah, nah, nah. she's not believing it. She thinks her brother is weak. But he says, ah, but the dreams are not a malfunction, sister. They are a vulnerability. And by plumbing those dreams, we can activate, we can get to those memories without activating her. Remember, in episode one, when somebody activated Dodge and she killed like six people in like three heartbeats. So they don't want to activate her, but they do want to find out. What is it they want to find out? We find out now. The look of their dun 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 homeworld. Do you want to do, do you want an actual one? Yeah, I mean, why not? Who cares? It's fun to have a dun dun dun. <laughs> it's thrilling every time. Yeah. Gasp! <laughs> uh, that's a real I, one. Like, okay. I do that every time. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> yeah, that's what you did. Yeah. When she when they were like, we'll find their homeworld. <laughs> yeah, oh, gasping is fun. Do you know what? This is more fun without the video. I quite enjoy this. It is a little, it well, is it of, though? I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Well, I'm glad you're having a good time. <laughs> That's what's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Narek draws a wonderful metaphor between uh, 
uh, breaking into Soji's subconscious and the toy box thing that he has that apparently is like a puzzle that you have to figure out. And he's like, oh, you got to figure out exactly how to move the box. You got to have patience and you move the parts and you feel and you reason. Blah, 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 blah. And he says, the key to opening the Tanzacron is taking the time to understand what's keeping it closed. Oh, yeah. Favorite quote, actually, that one. Moody, broody, British Romulan spy. That was your favorite quote? Yeah, I think so. That was a pretty good quote. Yeah. I like that. It's deep. It's heavy. And that, mm. I think, is our titular impossible box. Indeed. The but then most, he refers the most... to Soji as, as a box at some point. I forget why. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. That's You'll the, come on that, that is the, uh, the, 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 the physical manifestation of the impossible box mm-hmm. and everything else mm-hmm. is a metaphor for the box, including the board cube. That's ah, right. Yes, I draw all the lines. Anyway, back on La Sirena, there are a few few hours from Romulan space, and Rios is like, "Hey, we better figure something out because once we go into Romulan space, we're we're breaking the treaty, and that could cause serious trouble." But I assume you've got a plan, Picard. And Picard's like, "Yeah, I got a plan. It is to tell the complete truth. Just go there and be like, hey, it's me, Picard, and I need to get on that ship box cube.'" And basically, he's going to try and get diplomatic credentials saying that he can speak to the head of the Borg Reclamation Project, which is not technically part of the Borg like establishment, even though it's on the cube that is in Borg space and is run by the Borg. Uh, not Borg, Romulan. Romulan, Romulan, Romulan. All the times I said Borg just now. <laughs> At least it's not Romulan and Vulcan. At least we're not mixing that up. Romulan, Vulcan, Klingon, Romulan. <laughs> I love that game. Romulan, Vulcan, Klingon, Borg. Ugh. Is that like a rock, paper, scissors thing? It is. It's like a... Uh, Boff, Mary kill. So um, they drag Rafi out of her room and she is sheets to the wind drunk. And they're like, Rafi, gotta, we need to get the... And she's like, yeah, everybody get back. Takes a long drag of her, drag of her snake weed, dragon blossom, uh, serpent, serpent leaves. I forget what it's called. Whatever drug she likes to smoke. And then she puts on a happy face, calls a former colleague by the name of, I believe, Emmy. And she's like, hey, Emmy, it's me, Rafi. And they have a little back and forth, rapport. And then eventually Rafi's like, hey, I need some diplomatic credentials for Jean-Luc Picard. And Emmy's like, yeah, love to do it, but I'm not going to do it. That's crazy. He shouldn't go to Romulan space. I'm not going to give you those credentials. And then Rafi goes, okay, that's cool. Only thing is, I don't know what's going to happen when we get there in like two hours because that's where we're headed. And Emmy's like, no, 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 don't do that. And Rafi's like, well, I wish I could stop Picard, but you know how he is. And if we get there and we don't have diplomatic credentials and he tries to get on that ship, it could cause a huge diplomatic incident between the Romulans and the Federation. That would be a real drag. So maybe you want to get us those diplomatic credentials. And her friend Emmy is backed into a corner. And says, I'm telling you, this is a friend, Rafi. Don't ever call me again. And then signs off, but they apparently get the credentials. And then Rafi is brought back to her room by Rios because she's too drunk to walk, basically. (laughs) And uh, on the cube, Soji is walking around with Narek as usual because now they're like boyfriend, girlfriend, I guess, going steady. (laughs) And uh, she's like, hey, I had that dream again last night. And and she's like, I tried to talk to my mom about it, like you suggested. And he goes, oh, what happened? She goes, oh, I, every time I, when I was talking to her, I fell asleep. So we didn't get a chance to finish talking. And, and, and 
Narek's like, so what? Oh, that's so weird. And then Soji's like, what? What's the deal? And he's like, oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> brood, 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 moody, moody, moody. And she's like, no, no, tell me, please. And he goes, well, okay. The thing is, uh, we track every call that comes in and out of the cube. And your call to your mom that you make every night, it's only 70 seconds long. Every time. It's always 70 seconds. And so she's like, say what? That's impossible. And he's like, you can check the logs, baby. Hmm. <laughs> meanwhile, Rafi, see, it's weirder when I don't have your face because now no, there's no one to look at me uh, disapprovingly when I go over the tasks. This is just me talking True, to me. You can hear me snort my derision. I'm just playing my amusement. With, I'm playing with Legos here. I'm just playing with toys. Uh, Rafi and Rios have a brief conversation when he puts Rafi to bed. Uh, she says, did you know I had a son? He's like, no. And she goes, oh. And he goes, well, hey, Rafi, everyone doesn't get it right. Every time she falls asleep, he tucks her in, takes her drink, and leaves. Meanwhile, Soji goes back to her room. She calls mom. She's talking to mom, and she immediately gets super-duper sleepy. And she's telling her mom, I think something's wrong with me. And she's, like, trying to stay awake. She's like, shaking her head. Eventually, she, like, grabs a pen or a scissor or something and stabs herself in the hand to stay awake because she's falling asleep. But it doesn't work. Eventually, her mom on the screen says, you should go to sleep if you're feeling so tired. You don't have work to do. And she, boom, out like a light. La Serena arrives at the board cube. They present the credentials. Picard is allowed on board, but only Picard. And they can't dock the ship. Picard will beam directly to one location. And that's where he will meet uh, the director of the board reclamation project, who is none other than Hugh, who we met a few episodes ago, and who we remember from the 90s. Uh, Picard says, I'm going down alone. He tells everyone, don't you come off this ship no matter what happens. Uh, while he's headed down there, Soji wakes up in her room. She's like, what's going on? She tosses her room. She tries to find all her old photos and stuff. And she starts doing some kind of scan on them to see how old they are. They're all 37 months old. Pictures of her and her sister when she was kids, her diary from when she was a child, the necklace that she wears around her neck that matches the one that Dodge gave to Picard. All 37 months old. Mm. And she, oh, and including the teddy bear that she has in the dream, you know, that mm. she also has in real life. Mm. Oof, it's creepy. She freaks out. While she's freaking out, Picard beams on board and he starts freaking out because he's back on a Borg cube and the Borg, the cube reacts to his presence, presence and he has flashbacks, his locutus, and he's sweating and panting. And that's when he decides to walk over a bridge that descends into a deep, deep chasm that has no handrails. And of course, then he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. he's all disoriented. And he's falling over and the Borger reacting, the Borger touching him. And he's like, get off of me. But then Hugh says, no, they don't want you to fall. And then Picard comes back. And he's like, oh, Hugh, it's so good to see you. And he's like, I didn't believe it would be you, Picard, until I saw you. And then he's like, hey. What's going on, Picard? And Picard's like, I need your help to find this girl, Soji. Meanwhile, all of this is happening concurrently. Soji has called in Narek and she said, I looked at all this stuff and it's all only three years old and what's going on and I can't figure out what's going on in my head. And Narek's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. And she's like, I need to help. I'm so scared. And he's like, oh, I'll hug you. And then I'll tell you about this creepy Romulan rite that only Romulans get to do, but it helps you meditate and unpack uh like uh, subdued or buried memories. And I think you should do it. And Soji's like, but you don't let humans do it. And he's like, I know. And that's all the more reason we should. And then he puts out his hand, like, come with me. And she's like, okay. So they go uh, to, <laughs> uh, well, I'll come back to that. I, I don't know how, uh, whatever. 
Hugh and Picard take a little trip to see the XBs. Picard comes around to this whole thing that like, they're sort of like undoing assimilation and it's great. And Hugh's like, it's not perfect. And Picard says, you're doing is good. It doesn't have to be perfect. And then Hugh's like, all right, well, you came all this way. It'd be great if you spoke up for us when you get back to the Federation. Let's find this young lady, Soji. They're, well, they're going to go to her room, which of course means they're going to miss her because we just saw her leave with Merrick. That's me whispering. Um, Oh, Soji and Narek go to a wooden meditation walking room. Mm. Is that how you'd like to, how would you describe it? Yeah, why not? It's like, it's like a little sauna, but without the smoke and stones and stuff. Or the benches. Or the benches. And it's got kind of like a, a weird shape glyph, almost like a lotus, a weird irregular lotus shape on the floor and apparently it's a path you must walk with your shoes off and and as you walk it you walk through whatever memories or mind or in the in soji's case dreams it is that you're trying to uncover so he starts working her through the uh this whole dream walk and uh in order to sort of like primer because now we realize that like moody broody yes but also weirdly brilliant. He's like manipulating her to the, to the utmost. And so right before uh, they begin this uh, meditation, he gives her his true name, which I didn't write down because I think he's the worst. Priyan. Okay. Well, I didn't want to say it because he sucks. Sorry. That's all right. It's uh, not your fault. Yeah. I, I made my stand and you made yours. Well, I was just trying to remember something. You, giving myself you points. Great Thanks. You're, Take those points and run with them. <laughs> Take them to the bank. Take those points to the bank. And uh, Picard and Hugh show up at Soji's room, which looks like a whirlwind went through it. And Picard's like, I think she's starting to be, realize what she's becoming. You must find her. And then Hugh looks and he's like, it's, it says that she's not on the cube, which is impossible. And he's like, we have to find her. Someone must be concealing her. Dun dun dun! You don't have to play dun 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 for that. That's like a low key dun 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 because we know someone's concealing her because she's in the meditation room with Narek. Anyway, she starts walking through her dreams and she sees the hallway and she sees the room and she sees the orchids and she tries to look around them and she runs into her father and she gets scared and the Narek says you're doing super good and you should go and take a look and you got to pass through and be brave. And he says do it for me and she's like I'll try. And she does, and she walks around the orchids. She's not unable to see her father's face, but she's able to look at what he's working on on the table. And what is it? You guess it. It's Soji, but she's a wooden doll on a table. It's creepy. Uh, She's like in pieces as a wooden doll. And it's like her, her father was trying to assemble her, which, of course, we know what is going on here subtextually. But Soji's finding out. So when she finds this out, she's freaked out about it. And she's she's all, you know, kind of discombobulated. So Narek naturally steps up to her and kisses her passionately on the lips. And then he says, the reason that you had these visions is because you aren't real. You never were. <gasps> and then he traps Soji inside the impossible box. One of the many impossible boxes of our episode. Yes. And that's crushing. why I don't care what is real. It's crushing, right? 
He goes out and he leaves his little box in there and it starts emitting a red gas and the gas starts to fill the room. And I guess it's like radiation gas or something. So Soji starts to cough behind it. She's running from it. And Narek is out, not looking through the window, crying to himself like a true sociopath. And uh, Soji, out of panic, starts to activate. So she like punches a finger through the floor and then she punches through the whole wooden floor and then she bends up the steel beams and then she looks out the door and Narek is looking at her and she's looking at Narek and she jumps down between levels and then all hell breaks loose on the cube because she shows up on Hugh's thing and he's like I see where she is and Picard's like where and he's and Hugh's like she's in between levels we gotta find her she's activating Picard says she's moving way too fast so Picard and Hugh run out to the hallway and they'll leave her and meanwhile uh, Narek is talking to Narissa and he's talking to all the Romulans. We got to find her. She's down on here. So there, Romulans are looking for her. Picard is looking for her. They run into a room. She comes flying out of the ceiling. Picard and, and Hugh, thankfully, Picard's like, it's me, John Luke Picard. I tried to help your sister, but I couldn't help her. And she gave me this necklace. You need to come with me. And she doesn't really trust me. He says, please, please trust me. And she goes, okay. And so they hear more people coming. And so they go, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Hugh says, follow me. So they follow Hugh down into the bowels of the board cube. And they enter a room that is the Queen's Chamber, which they both remember, even though they haven't been there, which I thought was a weird thing, because hasn't Picard been in the Queen's Chamber? Yeah, totally. In First Contact, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, someone, a little continuity oversight there. I um, think it was Picard, or was it Data? I feel like it was Picard, because remember, he has that meeting with the Queen. Was that, was that Picard? Genuine? Or both. That's, no, I think they both did, didn't they? Well, in the movie, there's a board queen, but mm-hmm. I think she is trying to find Picard, but she captures Data and she's like, oh, man, it might be time to rewatch First Contact. Yeah, might have to do so. a watch along finally. Uh, yes, <gasps> let's do that. Yeah, we should do a First Contact watch along. Oh, man, that's a great one. Okay, so anyway, they're in the board queen cell. They close it up. Apparently, it's a very hidden part of the ship, but that only an XB would know. And Hugh begins to activate some, what I wrote, quote, Borg stuff. And then a thing slides down. He says, is a spatial trajectory. And it has a range of, Soji knows somehow, 40,000 light years. And so Picard contacts La Serena and he's like, we're being attacked. I found a way to get off the ship. We're going to go to a place called Nepenthe. You'll have to meet us there. And then they'll go, okay, cool, whatever. This seems weird, but we'll do that. And then they look around and where's Elnor? Elnor's gone. Even though Picard told him to stay on the ship. And then Picard and... And everyone turns around and there are three Romulans in the doorway. Now, of course, uh, I think that are activated. Soji could have taken care of them. But it's still cool that they're suddenly stabbed to death with a short sword by Elnor. And, and Picard's like, I told you to stay on the ship. And Picard's, and Elnor's like, I didn't. And Picard goes, thanks a lot. And then they are able to power up the trajector, spatial trajector thing. And Elnor's like, I will stay behind and cover your back. And Picard's like, no, I won't leave you again. And Elnor says, it really pleases me to hear that. But you must help her. Otherwise, they will destroy her, and I'm here to help you. And so they Picard and Soji step through, and then Hugh turns to Soji and says, uh, not just Soji, Hugh turns to Elnor and says, it'll take a few minutes for this room to hide itself and everything to shut back down, and we have to keep them away from this. Otherwise, they'll know that it's here. And Elnor says, not to worry. I can take care of that. And they step out into the darkness. The room closes. The screen goes black, and Elnor says, please, my friends, choose to live. End of episode. <sighs> <sighs> Now that, my friends, is space opera. Is a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. What do we have? What do we call cliffhangers in space? Ooh, um, it's a black hole. Is it a nebula? Uh, 
an accretion disc. Yeah, it's not <laughs> as cool. It's an accretion disc. Mm. Um, yeah, and overall, how did you feel about this episode? It was a good one. We finally, I feel like we start to get going. There's some action. You yeah, know? this is a, this is, I feel, well, you know, this is episode six of 10. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we now know that it's <clears throat> going to be a sprint to the end. We've had all the setup. We know all the players, we think. Uh, we've had our little, you know, everyone's complicated. Everyone's screwed up. But now there's work to be done. Picard finally has Soji, which is great. Makes you feel like, okay, okay, things are going to work out, right? Yeah. Just fine. Oh, I forgot to mention in the rundown, like a big dumb idiot. I can't believe that. Uh, that the whole thing is that when she sees herself, she also looks up through a skylight and she's able to see that there's two red moons and constant lightning. And that is somehow giving the Romulans a clue as to where this planet might be. They're able to figure out a planet with two red moons and a lot of electrical storms. So now everyone's racing to this home world. <gasps> uh, quotable moments? Quotable moments. Indeed. Mine was about the box. It was... Uh... In order to open the box, you need to understand how the box works or why it's closed or something, whatever that was. Yes, you must. Much as it was from our brooding Romulan person who we don't mm-hmm. like very much. Brooding Romulan person. Hi, I'm Narek. I'm brooding. Mm. Um, well, emo. I wrote down a, a few. Emo. I wrote down a few things. Obviously, I wrote, yes, I wrote the box thing. Well, I loved it when Rafi says to her friend, uh, when she's like, hey, I don't want to cause any political incidents. She goes, I don't want to end up on the wrong side of a disruptor, Canon Emmy. I'm still planning to drink myself to death. (laughs) So funny. Gerardi obviously says, I have a superpower. I can sense mistakes while I'm making them. Indeed. Which is not not really a superpower. I think most people will be like, hey, does this seem like a mistake to you? Uh, and please, my friends, choose to live. Uh, I have a couple more here. I've never slept with the captain of anything. I think that was also I've never slept with the captain of anything. Yes, and then, ooh, Rios is hot, hot comeback, which is like, blah, 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 I highly recommend it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sexy, sexy pillow talk. Um, yeah, uh, what did I really love? Let me get through my papers here. There was the moment. Uh, oh, I already that one. Oh, yes, Rafi saying to Emmy, you know, Picard, every part of that guy that's not ego is rampaging id. <laughs> she really, uh, Rafi really knows how to burn Picard. She, oh, yeah. Like every episode, she gives him a, a, it's a good burn. Roast. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, it's not really a quote, but Elnor is learning the idea of butting in. Mm. And so early on in the episode, he asked if he was in butting uh-huh. uh, uh, on Jurati's, uh, uh reminisce, whatever, her guilty hand-wringing, essentially. And she says, yes, you were. Yeah. Good times. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Emmy says they're all piled together, which is why I can't find them. I one red line. Emmy says of the Romulans, the Romulans are in a 250 year bad mood. That's cute. Mm, that is cute. Also true. Also true. That's also true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all I've got for, for quotes. That's all, that's all she wrote. Wow. Is it time for next time? 
It's time for next time. Next time. Ladies and gentlemen, next time on Set Phasers, we will be discussing episode seven of season one of Star Trek Picard entitled Nepenthe. And that's a that's a seminal Greek for something. We know because we've seen. Oh, I don't know. Probably. I'll look it up for next week. <laughs> it's the name of the planet where he said he was going. So yeah. that's all we really need to. Yeah, so we sure it has. thoroughly researched this for you there. Yes. Listeners. Yeah. You know me. All I've never put down Dear. my Greek to English dictionary. Dear listener. We're so sorry. We'll have that for you Dear next time on Set How insufferable do you want me to be? I correct people already. That's true. <laughs> that's, that is they're true. ridiculous things. Actually, Nepenthe is... Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, that's what I'll do next week. Uh, so we'll be discussing that. It's a from uh, Nepal. I'll have you know. Is it? No, I made it up. Oh, I believe you. It sounded you. good See? though, didn't it? Mm. It sounded all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll be doing that. I don't know if we'll be live or I'm not sure yet. We'll if we'll just out. be talking as we talked yeah. here. Um, but we will find a way by gum mm. to get through the episodes of Star Trek Picard. Because there's there's probably some new Star Trek on the way. Yeah. Uh, and we're very excited about it. And we hope you're excited to hear us be excited about it. <laughs> uh, yes. Get back on it. track there, Aki. Okay. Thank you very much for joining us. If you enjoyed the program, you can catch us usually Fridays at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live. Or, as you are now, a podcast every Monday wherever podcasts come from. We are, of course, on the Instagram. We are at Set Phasers Podcast, I think, and at Set Phasers on the Facebook. And my meme game is strong, so please join me there and yes. like all my memes. Meme queen. Meme, oh, meme queen. Meme queen. Meme queen. Yep. Meme queen. And you're sharing the same meme. And your hearts will beat as one. If you want to support us in our continuing mission to discover what Discovery or Picard has in store for us, we'd only be delighted. You can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com slash set phaser. Speaking of, a new month is uh, just around the bend. So mm. we'll probably be doing our, mm-hmm. our what, first Sunday of the month uh, yeah, next week? Patreon members thing. Next, next Sunday. Next Sunday. The 2nd of April, mm-hmm. I believe. Easter so Sunday. You still have got, oh yes, Easter Sunday. So when you come, when you, once you've taken off your Easter Sunday clothes and your bonnets and you found all the eggs, you can strap in with us to watch an episode of, we haven't decided what it's going to be mm. yet. I looked it up at the same time that I look up Nepenthe. Indeed. Well, until next time, I'm Stevie Manns. And I am Aki Burmese. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. End program.